You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's a typical HBO. They do those good things well. So it's Big Mickey good. Mantle won the summer. Oh, really? I'd like to see that. For the 10th anniversary of his death is this summer, you know. That's August ninety five, August second, August thirteenth, nineteen ninety five. All right, ten years, and they're doing an hour special. That's a good one. HBO. So they, oh, they're gonna do it that day? Or no, something? they've already done. They're in. It's probably already being edited. Well, that's now. A, you. You did some stuff on it. We that's did right. a lot of stuff on. It. I don't know how much to use, but I did a whole morning. So Costas was following me in. You know, you know, there'll be plenty of Billy Crystal, plenty of Costas, maybe a little me. <laughs> you got the first two guys right, I guarantee you that. Plenty of them. Yeah. And some of me, too. Uh, I, Mike, Because uh, I know a couple of things that I did already made the, the thing because they talked to me about them. Well, which topic? Well, I, you know, just a couple of things I talked about with Mantle as a kid that I came up with. I just gave him some remembrances and stuff like that. Yeah, they can't think of any. There's not a better guy in America. Well, they, but those guys are more. They knew him well, they're better. Little much, old, and they're older. And they knew him better than I did. Well, they're not that much older. Well, Billy Crystal knew. He's, Billy Crystal's about seven years older than me. I mean, Costa's a little younger than you, right? Oh, a little older, I think. A little older, a couple of years. I think he is a couple of years. But he knew better. him a lot better than I did. But he did the funeral. Yeah, and he did the big interview with him. Remember the coming out interview Oh, that's with him? right. He did that big when yeah. Mickey apologized to everybody. Yeah, he and did. So he knew him pretty I'm well. I'm not going to be nasty to the kid in the airport. You, only, you and I had about three shots at him in our life, one of which he may remember. Yeah. The other two, I don't know. I wouldn't uh, give you a lot. I remember the one time. We had a couple more changes. We had him three times. I, 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 three t- I think I had him once before you and twice with you. It was twice you and I went to Mantles and interviewed him. Was it twice? Yes, I remember each time, yes. I don't. Mean, I remember once yes. when he got a man at the book, and that was else. the second time we had well, been we there had a, once before. We had a big show that day with all the ex Yankees. Yeah. Remember Moose and Hank and Yogi, I'm, Whitey. I'm glad you brought that up. I was talking to my pal Patty Cows the other day about right. some of the because he was talking about the NCAA, Goodrich, Al Kareem, sure. and we were talking about the sixty. He remembered the sixty cha- the sixty World Series, right. And he said, and his father was a huge Yankee fan. Went to see Ruth when he was died, saw the casket, the whole bit. He said, never, his father since passed away, but he said, never, ever blame Game 7 on Ralph Terry. Give it the home run. Never blame the game on Ralph Terry. His father, and you and I would be the same way, his father to his dying day, blame that game on Jim Coates, who gave up the 3 on home to Al Smith that got the Pirates. I got to get the box score of the game. Sure. Now you gave that big home run to Al Smith. Sure, absolutely. Was it the eighth inning? Might have been the 7th se- or the 8th. Why don't you give me the encyclopedia, Mark? I'll take a look at the inning. But he said, blame that loss. Because we're talking about epic Yankee right. losses. That was, and that was as epic as it gets, Game 7 of 1960. Well, that was one where Mantle, you know, absolutely, they said cried afterwards. He had a huge World Series. And that's the famous play where Mantle made that great base running play. He went back in the first after the tag. The guy tried to get a, a, a 3-6-3 double play, but he stepped on the bag first and then was going to wheel and throw to second. And Mantle, after he stepped on the bag, slid back into first yeah, brilliant, on Rocky Bridges. That's yeah, a brilliant baseball yeah. play. To uh, save me, the double play. That, that, as soon that, as he tagged the base and spun, Mantle spun back into the bag and was safe. That's a, that's a Took bra- the base back. That's a brilliant play. Yeah. That's all there is to it. It's a brilliant play. Let me just look at see when Coach gave that home run. Make sure it was to get the right guy here. Because Terry gets all the abuse. Yeah. But, you know, the game was tied when Terry gave up that home run. And the Yankees had a big lead in that game. Did they not, Mike? Yes. Game seven. I hate to do this. Go ahead, put your glasses on. Can't see, can't see anymore. Uh, I'm blind as a bat. We'll get you a little glass of tea, a little, <laughs> bi- a little, a little cup of tea. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Here you go. Okay. 
capitalizing on a break when a ground ball took a bad hop. Well, you know the Kubek you know the Kubek throw deal. Same same inning. Right. Pirates scored five in the eighth, capped by Al Smith's three run homer. Yankees tied it in the ninth, and then Mazarowski won it in the bottom of the ninth. So going into the bottom of the eighth inning of that game, Yankees lead was wow seven to four. Right. Well, the Kubek play was a double play ball. Hit him in the Adam's apple. Right. I don't even know. I, I never Came seen, up and hit him in a, right. They called him the Kubek series. And yes, you could take the glass. You don't have to go that. Give me a close up of my yeah, I like that. I like that. Yes. Put yeah. the, look at how vain are you. Put the glasses Jeez, back right. on. Make you happy. Make you happy. Yes, come in. Get a close up. There you go. Dog in, his, dog in middle age. Yeah, you got that right. Soon there'll be a couple of gray hairs. And then Pat always plays. His father said he, t- he takes them off. How vain is dog? He takes them off when you put a close up on him. He doesn't oh. want you to know he has his glasses on. It bothered me when I saw that. And Coates, Mike, you remember Jim Coates or no? Oh, sure, absolutely. And that's the game that Bobby Shands pitched five great innings in relief, and he took him out in the bottom of the eighth inning. Jim Coates, absolutely. So Coates gave up the home run, and he and Joe Cosgrove said, always blame that loss on Jim Coates. There and Mantle was 10 for 25 with four homers, 10 RBIs in that series. At 400 with four homers, 10 RBIs. Everybody hit the Pirates that year. They, oh, they, they, well, they, the they, games they won, oh, they, they were winning 17-1, 14 nothing. And don't forget, of course, uh, Ford didn't pitch enough in that right. series. Oh, that was that, that got why that, that got oh, him fired. Well, that the, the players never always blame Casey for yeah, the series. Yeah. You know, yeah, they absolutely. blame Casey. Never managed again with the Yankees. Mike and the Mad Dog on Sports Radio sixty six and one zero one nine FM. Let me give this Scott Schaefer a pop because he wrote a book, an article in Baseball Research Journal called "The Science of Second Guessing," and in it he talks about game the World Series. I just what, got world, a what game? Uh, well, the Stengel and his decisions about Whitey Ford. Right. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll put it in a nutshell, and I'll let Mike fight it off. Number one, Whitey Ford that year was on the DL. Correct. Had just 12 wins on the season. Correct. And 60 was one of his poorest seasons. That's correct. Number two, Pittsburgh was a power hitting right handed team. Mm-hmm. Ford was a left hander mm-hmm. in that ballpark. Better off at Yankee Stadium. Number three, Dittmer, who started game one, had 70 victories with a 5-1-1 winning percentage in seven seasons with the Yankees, and in that year, led the Yankees in victories, innings pitched, and ERA. Right. Okay. Who wasn't a patch on Ford's rear end. I agree. Okay. Now, the odds makers, no difference between who the pitchers were in the game as far as the, uh, uh, there was a. um, What's he talking about there? Well, hold on, let me give it to you right. Uh, the line in the game was even with either pitcher on the mound. So they must have put, you know, an either-or situation. Line in the game was even. Uh, what is that? That means nothing. Well, I mean, if, it was, if Ford was so much better, the odds Well, Ford be was better. so much better. All right. Well, here's, here's a couple other things. How did Ford pitch? Pitch great. Now. And every Yankee player, I mean, there were Yankee players who were irate about this. Now, Stengel. Ford was injured that year. That's absolutely true. Stengel used Ford. Three times in the 58 World Series. Did not win a game. ERA, 4-1-1. Three times. 58 World Series. Did not win a game. ERA of over four. Uh, Assuming, as Stengel apparently did, that Ford would be available to just two games in the series, his relative benefit was greater the deeper in the series those two starts occurred, particularly... If one of the starts came in Yankee Stadium, where the dimensions favored left-handed batters and pitchers, fight that off. Well, the way I would fight Dittmer, it off is Dittmer a better year. 
Bad 58 postseason for for Whitey when he had the three starts in the World Series and had a bad ERA. Did he tell you about the the Did he tell you about the 55 World Series where Ford was two and zero with a two point one ERA? How many starts? Or the 56 World Series where Ford was one and one with a one point one ERA? How many starts though? Two starts, two starts, two starts. Well, in 58, he had three, right? 58, at, he had three starts. He did bad. not win a game, and he pitched to a four ERA. No, that's, I think that's okay. point. But he didn't tell you about the fact that he pitched to a 1.1 ERA in 57. But if you're only going to pitch him twice, the idea about game and one. And that he pitched to a 2.1 ERA in 55. Right. But the idea, though, if you pitch him in game one, you have him one, four, and seven. If you had to pitch him three times, and he didn't pitch well in 58 on three and three starts, that's the point I'm trying to make. That's the point he makes. And Ford's year. Had to do in the in the fact that he was injured in 1960. That's what it came down to. His numbers were Ford like. He gave up 160 hits in 192 innings. Right. He only walked 60 batters. I mean, he pitched Ford like games, and he threw a league leading four shutouts so, in his injured year. Oh, forget about that, that year. Oh, you you combated that well. well. Forget that. That's not among his poorest. Led the league in shutouts that year for that terrible year that Ford had. He led the league in shutouts that year. Um, here is the point I would make that the only argument that I like for him in this spot, I like two of them. One, 58 World Series pitched three times and pitched badly in the games. And if you pitch him in game one, you got to pitch him three times. Absolutely. That's fair. You agree with that's a fair argument? He had to pitch him three times. I agree. But that's that was fair, the idea. But if you if but if you but if you're Stengel and you're thinking fifty eight, would that play into your mind? You know, I did this in fifty eight three times. He was bad. You shouldn't have. Maybe I won't pitch him three times in this series. So I'll save him for Yankee Stadium. How about that? He's your star, though. Yeah. And that year that you're talking about, Ford Dittmore, Ford was injured and was twelve and nine. Dittmore was fifteen and nine. That year. That's all he was. It was 59. His ERA was 306, and Ford's ERA in that terrible year was 308. And that year, Dittmar had thrown one shutout, and Ford led the league with four. And just to tell you how things... Well, why don't you tell him, Doug, how things went? Oh, he lost the first game 6-4. Dittmar did, and then he came Dittmar's back ERA five. in the 1960 World Series was 21.6. Ford's ERA in the 1960 World Series was zero. Ford's ERA in the 1961 World Series was zero. He pitched 33 and a third consecutive scoreless innings in the World Series. Hey, bottom line is, Dittmar stunk, so it kills your argument. If Dittmar pitched well, you'd have a Dittmar better... stunk, Ford broke records. Right. But the argument would have been, could you have used him three times? Yes. Even though he was banned in 58 on three starts. Absolutely. Give me his 58 starts in three times. Let me hear him, inning-wise. All right. Let me hear let me hear the games. Maybe they weren't as bad as he indicates. Let me hear his performance level. I will give it to you. Fifty eight against them. The Yankees came back and went out series now. They were down three games to one, and they came back and won three straight games. The last two games in Milwaukee, by the way. It would have been nice if the Pirates had cooperated with Stengel and maybe allowed Ford to get a hit off and get a hit off Ford in the series. It would have helped. <laughs> All right, fifty eight World Series. Pitch game one. Ford pitched game one. What was it? What was it? How did Seven pitch? innings. Right. Allowed two runs. In seven innings, the Braves won the game 4-3. to three. Not terrible, okay. Seven innings, two runs. Next start. Oh, Braves won the game in ten innings. 4-3. Four 4-3. Three. Four three. Right. pitched seven innings. All right, next game. Next game. On three, four, day, three days rest? Uh, yeah, game four. Ford pitched seven innings. Right. And left trailing one nothing. They right. lost the game 3 nothing. That's two. What's three? Game three, Ford pitched one inning. One inning. He started the game? Pitched one inning, gave him a run in the first in case he pulled him. Must have been hurt. What game was that? Game six. 
How many days rest did he pitch in that game? He pitched on October 5th and pitched on October 8th. Two days rest. Why wouldn't he? Well, they were down three games. That's why he brought him back in game six. He didn't even pitch game seven. He pitched game six. So Scott's arguments here on the Stengel thing with Ford are incorrect. We just just gave. And then just to show you, Dittmore, okay, 60 World Series. Dittmore pitches game one. No, he pitched six to four. Pitches a third of an inning. Gets knocked out. In the first game, gets knocked out. Okay, number one, number two. Ford pitches game three. Pitch great. Yankee pitches stadium. a four-hit shutout. Right. Ditmore comes back in game five, and this time lasts one inning. How many runs? Three runs and gets knocked out in the third after three runs in the second inning. Okay. Uh, Ford goes in game six, pitches another shutout. Right. So bottom line is bottom line is is that Ford should have pitched. Kill, it, he argued against it, and you came up with the answers. It, it got Casey fired. Yeah, got Casey. You got to pitch him. It was uh, one of the big reasons why Casey got fired. Casas is players fi- were crazy on the fact that Ford didn't start the series. Casas is fifty three yesterday, so he's two years older than Mike. Okay, Mike and Chris here on Sports Radio 66 as we talked about the world of sports. So, Scott Schaefer who did his, uh, the science of second guessing the cases of cases of Stengel, Mark, and McNamara. I, he's wrong on the Friday Ford thing. Uh, you, Mike just gave you all the statistics. Ford's got to pitch three games in that World Series. Especially, I did not realize the ERA in the 58 series was really ballooned by the one run he gave up in one inning in his third start in game six on two days rest. So, and we were going to ask him to pitch three on two days rest in that series. So he's wrong on that one. Let me give Mike a couple more here. Interesting. You ready, Mike? Mark, 64 Phillies. Uh, you know, he gets killed, Mark, for pitching these guys on the two days rest. Basically pitched two pitches down the stretch of the right. season. Now, his argument basically is he didn't have much of a choice. This one I'm not that well-versed on, dog. I know he pitched uh, the two of them down the stretch that, of the season. You know what? I don't know what his other choices were. Well, he, he didn't have a lot of them. He had Rick Wise, who was 18 years of age. He right. had Chris Short. He had Art Mahaffrey, a journeyman. I had Ray Copel, who was hurt. He didn't have a lot of guys here. The only thing I will say about the Mork thing, I played golf one, one year in Palm Springs, California, in 92 with Gene Mork, set up by Jim Cavallis. Gene Mork, to me himself, said, I made a mistake in a 64 World Series, a 64 pennant race. Oh, he did? Yes, to me himself, he said that. To me. He Quote, tried to win one game, and it kept costing him. Right. Uh, you know, basically, he's got all the percentages. We'll give Scott a break on that. All right, now here's the McNamara thing. You want to hear about McNamara? In what year? 86. Oh, I'd like to hear that because that was okay. a terrible – I'm going to agree with him. Oh, he's going to defend McNamara? Yeah, yeah, it seems like he is. That one's going to be hard, but go ahead. Right. McNamara because I, was terrible Because he series. uses my book to uh, talk about it because in my book, I called that year the biggest managerial blunder in baseball Which history. I think probably was one of them. I agree with you. And so he wants to see if I was correct. Go right. ahead. McNamara had, first off, the removing of Buckner, right? Yes. McNamara had multiple opportunities to remove Bill Buckner from the game and, in fact, had done so in each of Boston's seven postseason wins that year. Right. Buckner was a premier offensive player, steady for his basement, chronic ankle problems, curtailed his range. Right. However, leading the manager to substitute defensive specialist David Stapleton when the team was ahead in the late innings. Okay. Mm-hmm. First such opportunity in game six, top of the eighth. Red Sox led the Mets in that sixth game, eighth inning, 3-2. Right. Bases loaded, two out. Orozco was pitching. The hitter was Buckner. 
He had Don Baylor on the bench because obviously he couldn't use the DH to pinch hit. Correct. He had two alternatives at this point. Use Baylor to bat for left-handed Buckner and then insert Stapleton to first base, which was, I think maybe what I would have done, or allow Buckner to bat. All right? The alternative B with Buckner hitting would allow the possibility of replacing Buckner with Stapleton at any point afterward, as well as using Baylor at a later point. If I, would, I would have probably done that because Buckner could hit anybody. Yeah, I, I don't know what I would have done. I mean, Buckner was a good hitter. He could have left Buckner in the game. And had, you know, Buckner, he didn't hit much in that series, but he was a good hitter. Right, all right. Whatever you say, so you had those two choices. Right. All right. Uh, in assessing the probabilities of success, we have a wealth of information, as did McNamara. Assuming that the objective for the upcoming at-bat was to get an insurance run, of course, the batter would need to safely reach base by any means, of course. On-base percentage, a great offensive statistic, blah, 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 blah. In estimating the probability of success, Baylor or Buckner versus Orozco in Game 6, Baylor's on-base percentage uh, is 359 versus left-hand pitching, and Buckner's on-base percentage against left-hand pitching was 257. What is his point? Point is, put Baylor up there. He's got so, a better on-base percentage. He, so what? You're still going to put Stapleton in for defense. Uh, Baylor, Baylor's weighted OB, OBP is much higher because he was more effective than Buckner against lefties, while Orozco had greater success against left-handed hitters. Baylor's odds of producing a run by this predit, uh, by this predicator, but, let me finish here, I'm not sure how he says it, close to 10 percentage points better than Buckner's. Comparing the two figures directly, Baylor had a 39% greater chance of success than Buckner did in this situation. Okay. Furthermore, Buckner was bad at the end of the season, blah, 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 blah. And Orozco was great against lefties in the postseason. Correct. Only one batter had reached base in 18 postseason at-bats. But what does it have to do with Stapleton? Okay. So maybe you should have let Baylor pinch hit. Let Baylor pinch hit and you put Stapleton in defense. He didn't let Baylor pinch hit there. Okay. Uh, To justify leaving Buckner in the game in that situation, McNamara had to conclude that the 10 percentage point improvement in the chance of scoring was not worth the loss of Baylor as a potential pinch hitter in the unknown future situation. Given that Baylor's weighted on-base percentage against Orozco is higher uh, than Buckner. What is his point? Let me me see. But was this his worst managerial move ever? Failure to insert Baylor may have been a poor choice. But given that Buckner had 102 RBIs that season, it would not seem to be a vintage caliber. Similarly, leaving Stapleton on the bench with a two-run lead in the bottom of the 10th may have been unwise, but comparison of Stapleton and Buckner's career fielding percentages at first base, even, would hardly have predicted the famous error. That's ridiculous. He used them every game. Right. The McNamara is unpopular. The guy was crippled. Yep. Uh... On McNamara's unpopular removal of Clemens after seven of game six was a third controversial decision. The choice is informed by a worsened blister on the pitcher's hand and otherwise bears close resemblance to a move another Boston manager was crucified for, na- for not making 17 years later. Okay, blah, 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 blah. The case studies demonstrate how conventional understanding of the actions of managers can be mistaken as a result of inadequate or skewed assessment of facts. Systematic analysis shows that commonly held grievances with Stengel and Mark are unjustified. Well, I totally disagree. On Stengel, you I, can't. I, argue. I think Stengel, Stengel's was so unjustified; it's ridiculous. Dittmore was never in the same league as Whitey Ford as a pitcher. Plus, you can't use the '58 World Series. He had two good starts in that game. The specific criticism of McNamara is validated, although the overall case against the manager has been exaggerated. On the whole, the pitch, positions of these and other managers' in baseball history have been dictated more by reflexive reactions than by 
careful analysis. Plus, the New York Yankee players were furious at Stengel for not pitching Whitey Ford in the first game of the series. Applied to the practice of second-guessing, the process described here can help lead to more accurate and fair evaluation of managers, blah, 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 blah. Here's what I would say. Mark told me himself he made a mistake. Number one. That's number one. So you defended Mark. Mark even admits he made a mistake. That's number one. Number two, there's no question Stengel made a mistake. Yeah, yeah, we just gave him And and Dog and I have interviewed many players on that team, and a lot of them said they could not believe Stengel did that. Well, here's what Including Mantle. Here's what kills you. If you're going to bring up the 58 World Series, you're going to bring Here's the two things that kill you. The 58 World Series, three of his starts, two Two of of them were were great. The other one was one inning. On two days rest, which you would not have had a pitch in Pittsburgh. I guess he was losing. Yeah, the other time he was losing. That's right. why. Right. And that, the other thing is, he had a good year in 60. He had a good season. It wasn't one of his poor seasons. He had a very, he was hurt, but he had an it excellent season. It was a poor season for him. It but, wasn't a poor season for anybody. Well, it even wasn't a poor season for him, Mike, with his ERA and everything else, right? I mean, the ERA was... Well, his ERA was high for him, three, but, when it was 3.08. That's a bad year for him. What's his normal ERA, about 275? Right, I'll give you from 54, 28, 26, 24, 25, 201, 304, and 59, and then 308. It's not that big a difference. And it was higher in 61 when he went 25 and 4. It was 3.2. Right. So, that's, so that argument is, it's awful, is awful. I know that was an expansion year. Now, but the point is, the bottom line is, in the year that you got rid of him, that you said he wasn't pitching well, the guy still only allowed 168 hits in 192 innings and led the league with four shutouts. Now, McNamara is interesting. Let's go back to that eighth inning for a second. Top, you're the manager. Now, we've all killed McNamara. Now, he, he still claims... That Clemens won out of the game, and Clemens well, refuses to admit that. Yeah, that, they still have that dispute. Uh, they still fight about it, and McNamara even this year brought it up. Yes. So McNamara Says is Clemens still Clemens asked out of the game. Yeah. Clemens said, nonsense, I asked right. out of the so game. So it depends what you want to believe there. Fine. And here's Art Dittmore, Doug. Art Dittmore, here he is, okay? The guy that Casey chose instead of Whitey Ford won. He was 1-4 in 54, 12-12 in 55, 12-22 in 56, 8-3 in 57, 9 and 8 in 58, 13 and 9 in 59. Yeah, this guy pitch. starts over Whitey Ford? No, he's got to pitch game one. Scott's wrong on that. He hasn't followed And that. he that. never won a World Series game. He did a That was a very poor decision. Never, ever. He had never. He not only had never won a World Series game when the 60 World Series started, he had never won, he never won a World Series game in his life. Throw in the fact that he stunk in the two games he pitched. Now, the issue on McNamara is interesting. Let me throw, let, let's throw it out there for a second. Top of the eighth. Three two, you lead two out. Right. Buckner's up now. Buckner's a professional hitter. We all know that. Top of the eighth. Three two lead. Right. Here you you got two out. Two out. You got a lead. You got you have the combination of Buckner, Baylor, and Stapleton. Play it out. No one on base. No base is loaded. Oh, base is loaded rather. Two out. I bet Baylor and and pinch hit. Uh, I bet Baylor and put Stapleton in for defensive purposes. That's how you would have handled it. Yes. That's what I would have done. But you even if I, I don't, even if I bat Buckner, I'm putting Stapleton in for defensive purposes. So you might give, you might give Buckner the attack. I can argue that one with you. But after that, and the reason I probably go to Baylor is because Orozco was very tough on lefties. And one guy. But the bottom line is Stapleton was in every other game. That's the problem. If he was in seven consecutive games, how do you not put him in that one? I don't understand it. What, Buckner got better that night? Buckner was crippled. He had no, he couldn't run. No, Scott Schaefer gave us a good 20 minutes, 418. I, I don't agree with anything he said. <laughs> WFAN, Mike and the Mad Dog. All right, 
so we got that taken care of. I mean, uh, Ford has to pitch those games. That's what we always wondered about that. Well, but he I had mean, to pitch those no, games. You look many, at the, and you analyze it. He's got to pitch. Many things written on that, and a member of that team have told us they were shocked, shocked that the team almost had a mutiny when Ford didn't start the first game I, of that World I, Series. I, I tell you one thing about about Stengel that would drive me crazy. Now he he listen. He was proved accurate. He won all these championships. But how in a 58 World Series against Milwaukee, when you pitch Whitey on two days rest, how do you get him out of there after one inning? Gave one up, inning? He gave up a run. All right, fair enough. He gave up a run. But if you felt strong enough to pitch him, you got to let him stay in the game more than an inning if he only gave up one run. He's Whitey Ford. And, Doug, I don't know if it was 58, 57. Let me see. I don't know if it was 57 or 58. That? That Moose told me. That he was having a great World Series, and he had a couple. Of, he had some. It was really against. Good... It was against the Dodgers, wasn't it? No, I don't think it was against. The, was it fifty-five? I thought it was. Maybe it not. I remember been. the story that he. Well, Moose told me. Loaded first inning. Right, Moose told me that uh, told us that he was batting cleanup in a World Series. Yankees loaded the bases with no out. And Stengel pinch hit for him in the bottom of the first. Hard to believe. And he put up a lefty hitter. Who got a big hit. Who got a double and knocked in all three runs. And Moose said he was tearing up the clubhouse. He wanted to kill Stengel. Here he is batting behind Mantle in a World Series game. And he pinch hits for him in the first inning. And he won Stengel, so you can't say anything. But boy, and what I don't a know which crazy game. It, I mean, I don't know which game it was. I have no idea. Moose was a good World Series player. Yeah, good hitter. It was. I remember the story. He said we could I not believe you it. Know, I don't remember which World Series Moose said it was. I think Moose's first World but Series if, was fifty-five. If you have enough confidence to let the guy hit behind Mantle, or you have enough confidence to let Waddy Ford, a Hall of Fame pitcher, pitch. In a two days rest scenario in '58, you gotta let him pitch. Don't take him out after one inning. That don't make any sense. This is getting rocked. He didn't get rocked. Gave up one run. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what year it was. I, w- I wish I don't remember what Moose doing. And I, th- listen, I was just talking about Ford and Matt Deutsch put this story in that this Scott Schaefer wrote, and I didn't realize he was running it off those arguments I used. To, I made no in, in uh, Mad, the Mad Dog 100. I just looked at it. I said, you know, we're just talking about this. Let me go look. Let me read it to Mike. Let him fight it. Read it. But if you look at the, the at the Ford thing in 60, you can't make any – there's no point to make. The guy's got to pitch the games. Denver lost both. Ford was good in 58, and he was good that year. He's got to pitch the games. That's all there is to it. And Stengler in game seven. Now, listen, I, I don't, I, we didn't see the game. I don't have the moves left and right. I know everybody complains, Mike. Look in the sick. How many innings in Chance pitch? Chance five pitch, innings. five innings. Now, he took him out. Now, I don't know why he took him out of that game, but he took him out of that game, and, of course, Coach gave up the three-run homer after the ground ball by Vernon hit uh, Kubek in the neck. Yes. This all started because my pal Joe Cosgrove, the late Joe Cosgrove, Pat's uh, father, Jim Coates blamed 60 on him. Look at these numbers in the 60 World Series. The Yankees lose this World Series. Ford was 2-0 and with he pitched two shutouts. Right. Scarron was 12-32. for 32. Right. Two homers, seven RBIs. Richardson was 11 for 30, one homer, eight runs scored, and 12 RBIs. Yeah, 12 RBIs. Yes. Wow. Kubek was 10 for 30, six runs scored, three RBIs. Maris was eight for 30 with two homers, six runs scored, only two RBIs. He had 33 homers that year, didn't he? It was a 39. 39. Uh, a 39 male had 40. Mantle was 10 for 25. With eight runs scored and 11 RBIs. How many no home runs? Three homers. Wow. 
And Berra was 7 for 22 with a homer and 8 RBIs. Well, give them the scores. The Yankees won right. the three games. First game, Yankees lost 6-4. Six, six, four. Four. Right. Second game, Yankees won 16-3. Third game, Yankees won 10 nothing. Fourth game, Pirates won 3-2. That's the key game of the series Fifth right there. game, Pirates won 5-2. Yankees lost two out of three at home. Sixth game, Yankees won 12 nothing. So the Yankees won 16-3, 10-0, and 12-0, and then lost the championship game, the seventh game, 10-9. Well, here, here's where the Yankees lose that series. Games five and four and five at home. You go through game. They're at home, up two games to one, with two blowouts in a row. How'd they lose game well, four Well, Terry five? pitched that game, dog, in four. And the score was three to two. The Pirates scored three times. Scarron homered in the fourth. The Pirates scored three times in the fifth. Law's double. That's Vance Law double. Uh, Vernon Law was the pitcher. Vance Law was the uh, no, that was Vernon Law rather. Vernon Law's double, and Verdon single. Capped the Pirates three run fifth and gave them the lead. Elroy faced was eight men up. Eight men down in relief of law. Right. Elroy Face had a great year that year. 16-1 and one was he was. Right, how about the next game? Uh, the next game. 5-2, you said? Yeah, again, Elroy Face. Face again came in to save the game. Pitched two and two-thirds of scoreless relief. Well, give me Face's numbers then in the World Series. Face in that World Series. Well, funny, Face Dog did not have that good of numbers because he, he must have got bombed early in one of these games. Okay. Hold on. Let me find a game. It's game two or game three, one or the other. No, Face saved. Face saved game one. All right. Saved game four. Okay. One. Saved game five. All right. But he got tattooed in. He had to get tattooed in one of these games. Friend, he didn't pitch that game. So game two, he didn't pitch. Game three, ten nothing. He got maybe game six, twelve nothing. That was game seven. He pitched one bad game. What, what, what did he do in that game? What does it say? How many innings he pitched? He, he pitched three innings, but he got whacked around big time in game seven. So he so he had three saves he, going into game seven. He saved three games. He came in. Dog, he actually came in, in in the sixth inning in game seven. And the Yankees uh, had a big uprise. They had four runs in the inning. So in other words, then Face was on his way to being the MVP of the World Series. He was yes because he had three saves and he gets bombed in the seventh. Got, game. They brought him into the game in inning six, and he pitched three innings, but he gave up six runs. All right, there you go. Good job. Face uh, was ten and eight with twenty four saves and sixty. So he wasn't sixteen and one. It was the no, it was four year before he was eighteen and one. Remarkable, huh? Fifty nine. He was eighteen and one with ten saves. Well, he did not win a Cy Young. Pirates probably were bad. Early White win. Sox. Won go look at, go the, look at the numbers. Look at early win. He won the Cy Young. Now Pirates in fifty nine were probably awful. They were yeah. very bad in the fifties. So were. he probably was bad. Uh, and fi- the team was bad, so that's why they didn't win a Cy Young. And the White Sox won the American League pennant, so Win must have won 20 games or something. Right, right? Uh, oh, I'm sure he won more than 20 games. Now, Face is not in the Hall of Fame. It's debatable. You know, he's not really a Hall of Fame, but he's close. Good ERA, 20. Lots, he led the league in saves four years, got 100 wins. Threw a big, nasty forkball. 
Good ERA lifetime, 3-3 three, three or 3-4. Three, so Early I, win, 59. What was his record? 22-10. and 10. ERA? 3.1. 255 innings. 202 hits. No, okay, I can live with that. Now, face was tremendous. What was the Pirates' record in 59, Mike? Were they independent races no, or were they I dead? No, I don't think they were independent races. So he never really was in a, he never was a factor that year. Dodgers won the pennant. Bucks won were the World a bad Series. team. Yeah, Bucks are terrible. I mean, that's why 60 was so improbable. Because, you know, that was, that was a team that never did 59, anything. 59, the B- Pirates were uh, eight, 78 and 76. They're not terrible, terrible. They have, well, how many Dodgers? How many wins? The Dodgers, Dodgers won, won a, 88. Won a pennant with 88 wins. And don't forget, they won a playoff because they played Milwaukee yeah. in a playoff series and won two games to one. Was right. it two games to one? Or yes, was it? two games to one. Right. And uh, uh, they, Braves made some errors in that second. Maybe it had been yeah. two games to zip. But the Braves made some errors in that No, it was game. two games to zip. Two games to zip. Two okay. games to love. Because 59. it counts as a regular yeah, it was, season. They were, 80, it's not they a were 86 and 58 was their record at the end of the season. Uh, both teams. 86-68. So the Dodgers turned out 88 and the Pirates lost yeah. 60 games. Those games count, yes. So they were two zip. Because the yes. first game was in Milwaukee. And Mike and I have discussed this a thousand times. Milwaukee was very close in this period there in the mid-50s of having a dynasty team. They, they won a World Series. They were three games to one up in another World Series. They lost a 59 playoff to L.A. to L.A. Or the Braves in 60. And that was probably the Yankees' worst. Uh, Braves in 60? They were, they were in a pennant race because they, they, they were the Pirates. What were the Braves in 60? The Braves in 60 lost the pennant by seven games. Uh, what were they in 56? These are the Aaron Braves, Eddie Matthews. 56 Braves. Did one ni- lost dependent by one game to Brooklyn, ninety three ninety two. And how about fifty five? Just for the heck of it, when you're sitting there. Dodgers, of course, in fifty five. Lost it by well, the Dodgers won ninety eight, Braves won eighty five. Okay, so we don't count that. So fifty six, fifty seven, fifty eight, and fifty nine. The Braves bounce of the ball could have been in four consecutive World Series. And this was the really, the really only. See, the 1954 Yankee team, the only other one from 59. They, they won 100 win. games. They won 103 games. Lost by eight. Indians won 111. Yeah, well, how the about 59? The 59 Yankees were bad. They were 79 and 75. All right, so, here, so here's the deal on Casey. He has a bad year. In, what are they doing? 58, they won it. Bad year. In, why were they bad in 59? Well, a lot of things. Ford uh, did not have a great year for Ford. All right, that's one. He's 16 and 10 with a 3 0 ERA. Not great. Did Mantle play 130? Mantle played. Uh, Mantle had he, had. he did not have a good year well, for no, him. Well, no Maris either, right? No, Maris is before Maris. Yeah, Maris um, came in 60. Berra didn't have a great year. So he just had a bad year. Mantle had 31 homers, but only 75 RBIs. How many games? Let me check him, pick him up there in his games. Hold on. That is a weird one. The Yankees were so dominant for so long. Even in 54, as Mike said, yet in 59 they were bad. Bad in 59, yeah. And the White they, Sox won how many games? Did you see? Um, they won 90-something. 92, I think it was. Right, Mantle played how many games in 59? Mink, you remember that top of your head? You were around. 59, Mantle played 140 games. Well, he played enough games. Bad. 31 homers. 100, uh, not, a, not a good year for me. 285. That was the first year in... First year in seven years, he had a 300. He had 23 doubles, four triples, 39, uh, 31 homers, 
Only 75 RBI, scored 104 runs, led the league and had a lot of walks, a lot of strikeouts. Every year he was 100, 100 both. Well, God created a Yankee hater in 59, yours truly. And Absolutely. he said, you know what? I'm not having a Yankees win a you World got the right Series. Year. <laughs> you got the right year there, dog. <laughs> we really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.